everyone, and thank you for joining us here again at Uptime Community. We're so glad to have each and every single one of you. It's such a blessing. And today is the 10th of October in the year of our Lord, 2023. My name is Michael Pels, and if you're new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. We want to make this an interactive form, so we do welcome your questions, comments. And today, um, if you don't know who Jesus is, we do encourage you to get to know him. The bad news is, guys, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us has done this. None of us desired God. We all turned to our own way. We all just never want it the Lord, but through it all, God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to save us in the conditions that we have been found in, right? Which is such amazing and, and a blessing to to know that our King of Kings and Lord Lords loves us so much, right? That he came here and did something that we could never do. And the gospel of our salvation it's 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, how that Christ died for our sins, right? He shed his blood. And this is what we put our faith and our hope and trust in, that blood atonement, right? Because Leviticus 17, 11 tells us that the blood makes atonement for the soul. It paid for our sin debt, right? And put us in the imputed righteousness. It gave us the imputed righteousness and right standing before God and how that Christ died for our sins, was buried, and rose again, the emphasis on the resurrection. It's such an important aspect, right? Because we are all looking forward to that moment when we will have our glorified bodies in resurrection to be with the Lord Jesus Christ forever. And if you believe from your heart what Jesus Christ has done for you and, and trust in his blood, you too will be sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, Ephesians 12. Or 1, 12, and 13, and Ephesians 4, 30. And you will have eternal life with Jesus Christ, sealed until the day of redemption, the redemption of the purchased possession, our bodies, the church. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And we can see with the world events that are happening, it is absolutely, we're on the cusp of that day, that glorious day when we get to go be with the Lord. And how amazing is that? And it's such a blessing because we have Emily Wickham returning also with us today to to discuss these events that are happening. What a blessing to have her returning. And it's just been a, an, an amazing, quick, hard week. And God has been so good. And I just want to know how everyone's week's been going today. We have Brother Bob with us, Bob Barber, Greg Messina, Kevin Hokeman, and John the Watchdog. Amen. And then Emily, but uh, let's start with you, Bob. How has your week been going, brother? Just unmute, buddy. There you go. I'm unmuted. I'm muted now. <laughs> My week has been, uh, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I think we all pretty much have had the same week. You know, look what's going on in Israel. Yeah. All right. So it's been, uh, it's been quite a roller coaster ride. And the information that's coming out over there. So I've been in prayer a lot for Israel and uh, just really moved with everything that's going on there right now. But, you know, with everything happening over there was very interesting. I just want to point something out for the fact what's happened uh, 
Revelation 12, verse uh, 2. What happened was with Israel, the reason why I bring that up, because everything's been pretty peaceful there, okay? Everything for the most part. Yeah, you always have your skirmishes at the Temple Mount and stuff like that, the skirmishes everywhere, but they never had a full-scale war. Israel has not been in pain mm-hmm. since 1973, okay? They have not been in pain since 73, for the most part, okay? Since the Yom Kippur War, okay? They mm-hmm. had to go to war to be in pain, well, guess what? They just declared a war. And, and this past Saturday, Israel is in pain again. They were in pain Friday, Michael. They were in pain Saturday. And Revelation chapter 2, it says, And she being with child cried, travailing in birth, in pain to be delivered. Okay? This happens before the birth of the man-child. That's laid out in the same chapter, just a few verses later in chapter in uh, verse 5 where it says, as she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. So Israel has not been in pain. I mean, I said we had issues. There's always issues there, but not not war pain. Okay, yeah. That changed this past Saturday. Now they are in pain, and this is not going away. Hamas said, their spokesman said they are going all the way with this. They're all in. They are going for the full victory. Okay, this they don't want to do a ceasefire or a peace deal. They they want to put an end to this. And of course, Israel said the same thing about them. Mm-hmm. That mean to me, well, the way it looks to me, it looks like the rapture resurrection is on the verge here, because I don't think they're going to sit here and have this war for the next three to five years, and there won't be a rapture resurrection because eventually the, the whole thing will get old, just like yep. you in Russia. It'll just get old. Okay. But the fact of the matter is, all these nations now have got, are coming on board with Israel. The United States, we just sent the USS Gerald Ford, the biggest aircraft carrier, most heavily yeah. armed aircraft carrier in the world, most weaponized, and it also carries that uh, do weapon, which is a directed energy weapon. And I'll close with I'll close with this because you asked me how my week was going because this is all I've been doing. I've just been watching this stuff. <laughs> they're, they're, Biden said that we will act swiftly, divisively, and um, I remember exactly word, harshly. Basically, he's saying we are going to go there, we are going to do a quick work, and we're going to change everything. Now, that ship, the USS Gerald Ford, was in the Maui area when Maui got destroyed. So I think just, just putting out there something to think about, if they're going to build that temple on the Temple Mount where the Dome of the Rock is, what if they take that weapon over there and take out the Dome of the Rock? Just level it. And then they start building the temple. Yep. Yep. They I mean, I they could do that. They say, oh, that was an act of God. Destroyed yeah. that thing. Just yeah. Think about um... that and if they did that, can you imagine the backlash that'll come to America and everywhere? On the globe, if that happened, you would have a civil war overnight here with all those who like all those who are pro-Palestinian, yeah, pro-Muslim, if that takes place. Just saying, oh, yeah, throwing it out. Oh no, absolutely, totally can see that being plausible, especially with um I, I'm gonna say that I know direct energy weapons and subterranean water aquifers, right? There's been talks about how they could be used to superheat the water that cause uh, uh, tectonic plate shifting. So you could cause potentially earthquakes this way. 
And um, there's been rumors of earthquake weapons that have been developed in the past, which is something that makes you say, hmm, right? But uh, mm -hmm. the thing that's really also kind of concerning here is the pro-Palestinian, the, the riots and the potential backlash to the Christian communities, right? Because Christians as a whole support Israel. You know, we're called to pray for Israel. We stand with Israel, right? So I can see this being a time of possible heavy persecution on the church as well. And I can see how that could escalate pretty quickly because besides, you know, Christianity and Judaism, right? Islam is one of the biggest religions in the world. So you have a lot of practicing Islam going on around. But, uh, man, it's such an interesting thing to think about, about what's going on, especially with the do. That's, man, that's next level interesting stuff and a lot of people if you haven't checked it out do your research you know never take anything we have to say but do your own research right be a berean about it because once you do and you settle it in your heart and you see what bob's talking about you will absolutely know that the possibilities of the technology is there for them to do this kind of thing now whether they will or not is to be seen but uh how you doing brother greg you doing okay, brother? How's your brother? Week? You know what? God is good. My week has been full of, I'm going to say attacks, but it has been like these, these, this oppression. I can't really say that it's been uh, more attacks on me, but it's more so oppression in general. I felt something coming. I knew there was something around the corner and I think everyone was feeling, I think everybody, just about everyone uh, probably listening as well, because you knew there was something just creeping around the corner, especially with everything that was ramping up uh, around the world and um, escalating, especially with the peace, right? The talks of peace and safety, right? The talks of peace and safety. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we could easily go back to uh, to that verse talking about peace and safety and sudden destruction happens, right? It's not, I don't believe that's what the sudden destruction that's happening right now in Israel is what it's referring to. I think we all agree upon that, but that's mainly talking about the tribulation coming, but it is interesting to notice that Netanyahu gets up at the UN, talks about, let's, let's do peace. Let's, let's get everybody together, agree mm -hmm. on this thing. And then all of a sudden, bam, he gets, they get hit. They yep. get hit with something that is uh, astounding. I mean, this is probably one of the worst attacks we've ever heard, you know, at, at this point. Right. Um, oh yeah. Uh, and it's just, I mean, it's awful. It's awful to see that information on the web and, and what's going on. My heart, my heart, my prayers go out to these people that are being affected by it. You kind of have to put your own self in that situation. Could you imagine mm. this attack happening right here in America? Man, I wouldn't, I couldn't even imagine. And you know what? I got to tell you folks, it's probably, that's probably what's coming soon, right around the corner as well. All right. Yeah. We can talk more about that soon uh, as we progress in the, webcast. I don't want to get your, you know, I don't want to get anybody down, obviously, but listen, we're at a time unlike any, any time before right now. So we really have to have our, uh, we have to be prayed up. No, no Amen. doubt. Amen. But for the Absolutely. most part, God is good. My week has been good. Even with the, the oppression that's been setting upon me, I rebuke it in Jesus name and Amen. it's, it's, and it's fine, but it's constant. It's a constant battle. And that's where we're all yeah. going through right now. Right. Or at least most of us, I think so. Oh, yeah. Um, but other than that, God is good. And uh, I'm looking forward to the webcast. I may have to leave a little early tonight, 
but I will be here uh, for you. My, my wife is sick and she's not doing well. So I do have to tend to her of course as well. So, okay. Amen. So anyway, that's, wow. That's mine. Great. Wow. It sounds, man, your voice echoes so true for so many mm-hmm. that I have talked to this week about the oppression and just the the battle, the level of spiritual warfare that's that's ramped up. I know in my own personal week and and what's been going on. You know, I had a plan in place for Project Mana, which if you guys have been on the channel with, you know, working with Feed My Sheep today to go out there and to sow seeds, give out Bibles, feed the homeless, you know, help the sick, and um, had this amazing plan. All what I thought was amazing at the time planned out. Boom, got hit real bad with something. I don't know what it was, but it put me down. You know, I couldn't hold any food down and, um, I was sweat. You had the sweats, chills, uh, fever dreams. It was really bad. And during the midst of this, I was dealing with some other situations then in, in the life, you know, in that realm, right. Of helping people. And it was just, I cannot describe it any, than any other way than it was just purely satanic. And, um, it's funny you said that about praying up now more than ever because I had my family. We all piled up on my bed, and um, we, we sat together, and we prayed. And I told them that, and I really believe this. This is, I think we are marching out. This is the final time that we're going to be here. I think spiritual warfare from here on out is going to completely increase exponentially. I think that I just, this is what the Lord put on my heart to tell them. You know, I think things are going on is quite evident. We see in the world with Israel, with uh, Hamas, with the terrorism, what Greg is saying about potential strikes on U.S. soil. I absolutely believe that's plausible right now because this is going to turn into a potential holy war for them. And um, they have, what is it, caliphates, right, everywhere. So there's so much going on with that. But it's not to to bring any fear, as I was telling my family, you know, when we were praying with It's to acknowledge the times that we're in and to draw nigh to the Lord harder than ever before because he is our sufficiency and our strength and our ability to get through this. And um, glory be to God through it all. Something even more amazing happened in my week because what I thought was a great operation for Project Mana turned into something way bigger. We have a building that we're going to now. We're able to speak to the vice president of recovery now to speak with homeless recovering addicts and being a recovering have recovered addict myself it's just i get to be able to not only share the gospel with them but to point them to the true path of recovery through jesus christ so even in the midst of the spiritual warfare what the enemy means for evil god will always turn it around and use for good so all the glory always be to god it's going to be so exciting the rest of this podcast already sounds amazing right now but moving along to kevin how's your week going brother been an interesting week of watching uh, what's going down and you never know if this is like the start of you know just the domino effect of prophecy just one after another right i mean when you start hearing about hey if you shoot off rockets on into us we're gonna level damascus as soon as you hear that you're like okay there's isaiah 17 1 you hear all hey iran is behind this they're funding it. They must be destroyed. Well, for most people, that's Jeremiah 49 leaping right off the page. So, uh, you know, you're hearing a lot of these things. You're hearing this, the towns Ashkelon, Ashdod. Those are mentioned in the Bible that are going to get hit in the end times. Uh, Gaza, of course, itself. Lebanon is, is also mentioned. So, I mean, all these players 
are right there. And then you can bring into that Psalm 83. Um, a lot of people say, oh, it's just a prayer. Maybe so, maybe not. You don't know. <laughs> it, you only know it after the fact, really. Um, it is the prayer for those nations that want to wipe Israel off the map to get their just due and basically be destroyed. Um, and the and the prayer basically does that. They are destroyed so that they're no more. So not Israel, but the ones who are trying to wipe Israel off the map. And of course, you've got Ezekiel 38, 39. So, you know, everything, whenever Israel is involved in a war, everything is on the table in terms of all of those prophecies. Um, so that's why when you look at Ukraine war, you're like, okay, wars, rumors of wars, beginning of sorrows, got it. Israel in a war, that that's a different level, isn't it? That 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 is a oh, whole yeah. different level. And then you hear about, oh yeah, rockets are being fired into Jerusalem. Okay. Well, now you're talking about just even another level, which is you start poking the eye of God and his city. Um, usually you don't last long after that. And so yeah, I I I think it, it just depends on how things go, but uh, Bob, I have heard the same things, which is Hamas is saying, look, this is our final straw. This is our all in. Israel has also said, this is the final straw. We're all in. Um, if that's the case, then this is where, and that actually happens, this is where Gaza is leveled and possibly Hezbollah gets involved and that's where Lebanon gets leveled and then Damascus does as well. And I think that we all know where that leads. That leads directly to rapture. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, pr- pretty pretty near right after that, you'd think that would happen because um, there's going to have to be some kind of peace that comes out of all this, right? The question is whether or not that's the peace with many. It's spoken by Daniel the prophet, Daniel 9, 27, so 24 to 27. So the question is, is you know, will, will, will this lead to that? I don't know, but I mean, we are definitely watching things um, escalate. It's not getting less. Um, and there's not a lot of people actually calling for moderation. Now, granted, the White House did put out a tweet that said, or a, a notice or a tweet or whatever that said moderation, and then they deleted it pretty much right after that. Um, so even the ones who are usually calling for moderation, um, aren't and so that that just escalates it even further um yeah i one thing that is true though no matter what is going on no matter what is happening is that this is a very good moment to spread the gospel is i mean there are so many people out there when things like this happen they are looking for answers they're looking for truth and there are not very many people in this world that have the truth. But if you have Jesus Christ in and the Holy Spirit is dwelling within you, then you're one of the few that actually do have the truth. And it is your responsibility to let them know what that truth is, to what the truth is. And the truth is Jesus Christ. And that now is the time to be saved because, as evidenced, you could be going to an outdoor music festival and the next thing you know, you're dead. And I, I, I'm not saying that that's happening right here, right now. But as Greg alluded to, 
it's possible. So you'd never know when your next day is. So if you're not saved, you're in a very bad spot right now in this dangerous world. And it's time to get right with Jesus. It's time to understand the truth. Amen. Man, Kevin, that's so powerful. And I, I've been talking to people about that too. And to have the opportunity, thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity with Feed My Sheep today, guys. That's such an important part and it's of what's going on in the ministry right now. And if you guys have an opportunity to go to Feed My Sheep today and to donate, even if it's just a small amount, and not because you're able to only able to do a one time donation. If you're able to do a monthly sustainer, that's that's even better, right? We are in the crunch time of of sowing the seeds and watering, and it's so important. And to firsthand beyond the front lines because of the opportunity to go out there, I can tell you that that all the the donations are going to those who are very much in need and it's impacting their lives it's showing them the love of Jesus Christ and it's helping them it's really giving them an opportunity to to grow to <clears throat> to be fed for a day not just spiritually but also physically and it's to see their faces, to see the love of God touch them, and to know that brothers and sisters are coming into the kingdom because of Feed My Sheep today and the love of God that is going forward out of that ministry. It's absolutely, absolutely a blessing because, guys, let's face it, right mm-hmm. now, sowing seeds and, and sharing that, sharing that's, which is sharing the gospel, is so important. We need those out there, too, who are going to water those seeds because um, I know it sounds interesting but I, I was in prayer and i was talking to the lord and i was i was talking about the watering and, and the lord shared with me a kind of picture to see with the watering of the seed because i always understood this the planting right we go out and plant and the lord he was just spoken to my spirit and was like it's the intercessory prayers of the saints right the tears that we shed over the those who are lost we have those who are going out and planting seeds and we have those going out and praying for those lost souls it makes and, it grow um, right so, Michael? he lets it grow amen it grow. amen and but it's god yeah. who gives the increase right so it's mm. such an amazing time it's such an amazing time because this can be something so special because in the midst of extreme darkness the light will always shine brighter right it'll be much more apparent and um, i'm seeing a strange delusion coming over people more so now than even just a week ago when i talked to them not just sharing the gospel but just the the hate for the truth right and it's it's really disheartening to see that grow so we got to combat it as much as we can before we get out of here but yeah israel is a huge timepiece and we all know that that's a it's just a fact, and to see us get into this place is amazing, really amazing. But brother, uh, brother John, how you doing? How was your week? Hello, Mr. hello. Yeah, the watchdog. Yeah, well, yeah, everything was fine until Saturday, and then Saturday I got mixed and feelings like sadness fill fill my heart and mm. uh, excitement in another way because we know it's coming. We're way past the rumors of war. It's wars now. Wars with an S. We're, we're going through all that. And my first thought what about was about the World War III. Why, why it couldn't come up to that now? What's missing? What kind of element is missing for that? We don't know, but not much for sure. Because now the lid have popped up. The pressure has came out. And... Um, 
I don't know. I'm very, very mixed by my feelings right now about this. I pray for Israel, of course. Um, and the way they are butchering people, it's, it's, it's yeah, not war. It's, it's not war. It's, it's debauchery. It's, yeah. it's garbage. It's, it's not even written in the books of war, how to be warring. This is, and Israel, like Kevin said, Israel uh, will repost on that, will come back, and Gaza might be just a potato field within the next weeks, and they, they're going to clean up like like no one ever cleaned up before. Who knows, they might going to get back Gaza for them. It, yeah. See, they cut off all electricity to Gaza, food, fuel, and everything. What do you think yeah. it's going to be? They cannot get anything Yeah. if Israel doesn't give it to them. So I'm a yes. little, uh, I'm upset and also excited. It's really hard to, to feel that. It's, it's awkward, yeah. but I know yes. what's coming. We all know what's coming. And uh, I'm looking forward for the next step there. If uh, if we have to see that through, I hope not. But uh, in God's will, will be uh, will be gone soon. Amen. Amen. I couldn't have said that Amen. better myself. And the feelings, you know, and that's another thing someone actually approached me about via email. And I just want to remind you guys that we have faith over feelings. You know, your feelings can go be tossed to and fro with every wind of feeling doctrine, so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. But our faith is stronger than our feelings and how we're feeling at the time, because there's, there's times guys, when I feel such a, an oppression and just a, a darkness, and that's the times when we have to go to prayer and start warring in the mm -hmm. spirit, right? We are prayer warriors. We're soldiers for Jesus Christ. And, uh, but we must remember first always that our faith is in unmovable, right? It's in Jesus Christ. And regardless of how we feel in this situation, we may not even understand what's yeah. happening, but we must continue to trust and be obedient and, and listen to the Holy Spirit, right? And trust Jesus in the process because that process doesn't always make sense to us, but it, it makes sense to know that because we know that his ways are so much higher than our ways. Right. So we won't necessarily always understand, but God mm -hmm. will allow you to see his understanding in time. And when it does, you will totally understand and be like, thank you, Jesus. I understand now why <laughs> it had to be this way. Yeah. So hold on, guys, your mm -hmm. faith over your feelings, your faith over fear, because God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Right. And you must Amen. you must remember that this is a time more than ever, that we have to have our foundation founded upon the rock. We have to be standing on the rock because these storms are coming and have already now arrived in some places. And if you're not founded upon the rock, you know how great that fall will be. And that is so sad. So, yeah. But rejoice because Jesus is our strength and sufficiency. So there's nothing to be afraid of. That's why our faith, right? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. The enemy can even destroy my flesh, but he can't have my soul. He can't have my soul and spirit. It's, it belongs to God. So no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. But um, Emily, how are you doing? It's been a while, right? Yeah. Some time yeah. now since you've been on. But yeah. God bless you. How, how has your week been going? 
Well, um, I can relate to a lot of what y'all have shared. And I would say on a personal level that, it, you know, I've kind of had some good, wonderful things and difficult things all wrapped up, you know, in this week. And the, the highlight was um, Saturday, my husband and I celebrated our 34th wedding anniversary. <laughs> so that was very special, but we will always Amen. remember that that was the day that war began with Israel. And I, I can relate to what brother Bob said that, um, you know, it's just like ever since that started, I have just been consuming, you know, videos and, and reading material about that, just trying to learn more and just find out more about what is going on. So it, I just, I have a real um, sober feeling, kind of a, a weighted feeling on me right now, just with all that's going on in the world. And I, um, it was interesting because, you know, I have my YouTube channel and I have my subscribers who are just really interested in Bible prophecy like I am. And, and we just love it. We we're looking for the Lord's return, just like we are here. But I decided to uh, put out a video on my Instagram um, account and, you know, I got a little bit of response. It's just interesting because I really sensed the Holy Spirit just wanting me to uh, put something out there to encourage everybody to be watching because I feel like there are a lot of us watching and and who are very aware of things happening. But then there are a lot of people in the church who who really aren't paying attention, who aren't aware. So, um, you know, it's just it's just a matter of following the Holy Spirit's leading in what he has for each of us to do. So like I said, I, I um, had that wonderful celebration of our anniversary, but I also have some things going on that in addition to that, just that I'm not even at liberty to really share, but hard things, hard things in my life. And I sometimes or oftentimes struggle with sleep. I I have no problem going to sleep, but then I will wake up and I just, mm. my mind gets going and I can't go back to sleep. And so I, I wanted to share if it's okay. I have just a couple of verses that God really used to just help me. And um, it's Psalm 131 verses one and two. It says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. And when you look up some of those words in the Hebrew in verse one, where it says things too high for me, um, it's, it's talking about things that are just too difficult for us. And I feel like I'm in that place all the time where I just don't understand things and things are just hard, but we have our heavenly father. And, and that verse two about a child who is weaned, it gives that connotation of just resting, resting Mm -hmm. 
in the Lord. And oh, I wanted to share this. I so as I said, I when I struggle with sleeping, sometimes I have to switch rooms and just go sleep somewhere else. And I have a picture up that I just it just caught my eye. And it's just one of my favorites. I wanted to share it. Oh, can y'all see that? Aww. Oh, yeah. I love Isn't it. That beautiful. It just yeah. yeah, these verses seem to go along with that. And I, I just think that is a posture that we all need to be in, especially these days when things are especially uncertain and can be frightening. And just, you know, I feel like what's happening in Israel right now, I feel like there's so many different directions it can go, but God has every detail figured out. And that gives me such peace and such comfort. He's he's putting all the pieces in place and he's going to, he, he's going to have it all arranged. Exactly as he has planned exactly that's so so true and that it's so interesting you're talking about sleep because in the midst of everything that's happening with me i noticed something very unusual usually when i get sick all i can do is sleep and mm-hmm. um, but this time was different i kept waking up like every hour and wow. um, i remember just just feeling even more lethargic right not being able to have a steady stream of sleep and i remember praying to the lord and just asking for for help to get through that and i had some as you imagine fever dreams can be pretty intense so i had some really intense dreams but to speak to that difficult what you were just talking about man for me and the experience that i had um this week with being sick and some really intense problems right and converging circumstances i remember in the chaos of it all and exactly what you're saying just resting right and the Lord, I just felt him speak to my spirit. It speaks to me through the spirit, right? And he's just like, rest. And when I rested, all of a sudden, I could just feel the Holy Spirit just ministering to me in the midst of all of what was going on and this this peace, no matter how bad I felt. But they were lessons also of understanding about circumstances that I was going through. And guys, I encourage you, sometimes when we we, we run around with their heads cut off, right? And like little chickens with their heads cut off. And we, we just keep go, 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 go. And take a moment to breathe. Take a moment to get in a quiet place. Go seek the counsel of the Lord. Because a lot of times in these moments of frustration and difficulties, he is right there waiting to minister to you. And I know personally for me, that was such a blessing. And, um, you know, these circumstances and the lessons the Lord taught me, and it's unique in, in for each individual, but because our relationship is unique, and, right? But it was something that I knew that could only be learned through these circumstances. And I remember Paul giving all the glory, and he had been so excited, you know, taking joy in, in trials and tribulations. And I remember sitting there, and I was like, I felt like shouting. <laughs> I was like, this is so amazing. And I finally understood, because it wasn't just words on a page anymore. I understood what the, the glory of the Lord and, and the Holy Spirit and what he ministers to us in the midst of the chaos, right? And th- those are the precious moments, guys, that we have with the Lord. And I, and I encourage you to seek the Lord in those moments because again we, we don't understand but the lord will teach you he'll show you but we gotta we gotta still we gotta be still and know that he is god and go into those our prayer closets wherever that may be for you that time of separation and uh, allow the whole seek the spirit seek jesus seek his face and he will minister to you and i remember i wish i i will get in more detail but this isn't the time or place for that on my channel so look forward to seeing that but uh Wow, guys, 
What an amazing, fantastic response from each and every single one of you. It's so wild to see this panel just so lively tonight with everything that's going on. But yeah. how, how are you doing, Baba, with uh, with everything, with Feed My Sheep? Is everything going good? Yep, everything's going great. We're, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, we're not slowing down. It's full throttle, everybody. Okay, they're, they're aware. I'm giving them updates. They're aware of what's going on. And, uh, you know, that's what the Lord showed me, you know, that the ark is open, the door is open and people are just flowing into this ark. Okay. Yeah. And I know we're all like, Lord, come on, pull the trigger, take us home right now. Maranatha, come on, <laughs> Maranatha, let's go. How many times I got to say, it? let's go. And, you know, it's like the Lord showed me, um, as I was feeling that way, you know, the Lord showed me, like, he put me into a, like a, a position where I, I just basically, I saw this in my mind. And I may I go, okay, Bob, here's your house right here. And it's filled with all your children to the brim. And I don't, I don't have two sons, but in the vision <laughs> is all these kids are all mine. They all kind of yeah. look like me, the boys and girls. Okay. And they're all coming out one by one. Boom, boom. There's a, the house is about to explode, burn down the fire. One, 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 one. And they're all going through that door real quickly, but it wasn't enough time to get them all out. So who do I shut the door on? Okay, that's kind of like with the rapture resurrection. Who do you shut the door on? So that's what Lord's. I am going down to the very last absolute moment. It's going to feel like it's not going to happen, but it's not going to tarry. And uh, I think what's going to happen, me personally, I think what's going to happen is what they want to do is World War Three. That's what they want. That's why Biden's all excited. He's supporting Israel now. He loves Israel. Couldn't stand Israel. Never invited Benjamin Netanyahu to the White House. Couldn't stand him. But now he's like, huh, well, this whole Ukraine thing ain't working out. Nobody will support us for Ukraine. We can't spend money on war over there. Hey, what's, yeah. going, what's that going on over in Israel? Hey, hey. And I was like, hey, I support Israel. We support Israel. We'll send our money. Let's, let's start a war over there. Everybody, come on, let's go to Israel. Yay, Israel. So waving the flags. And so now we're <laughs> sending all of our equipment over there because that's where all the action, that's the new backdrop. Okay, Ukraine is yeah. dead. Okay, they need that new backdrop. All right, so yeah. now the people are wondering why Biden is on board. I saw that. I saw right through that. I was like, the only reason why you're for Israel now, because that now you keep the war machine moving. Okay, the 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 uh, the war machine. They keep making money. They're happy. So Biden's supporting them, and also by supporting Israel, it's going to cause all the Muslims to hate us, the big Satan. And caused them to attack us. So he's it's double fulfillment. He knows exactly what he's doing. It's perfect. Okay. Hmm. They're going to go into the bunkers. I know you're going to attack us. Let me get in our bunkers here. We support Israel. Big Israel fans right here. But let's get into our bunkers. Then you can attack the country. So that's what they're doing. But what I think that's going to happen is this. I think they're going to pull going to World War Three, But World War Three is going to be interrupted by the rapture resurrection. They will the yep. World War Three will begin. My guess probably during the nu- during the nuclear exchange is when that yep. when it will take place. And basically, we will be removed. World War Three will run its course, and then after after the dust settles, smoke settles, they will have the biggest peace treaty of all time. That's of course Daniel nine twenty seven covenant with many stationed Amen. in Israel. Okay, all the nations together. All right. Everybody and whoever brings up, I tell you what, if we're going to World War Three, whoever brings peace on the earth, 
whoever brings the world out of World War III, because it's going to be horrible, whoever does it is going to be a savior and everybody's going to love him. Who does that sound Amen. like to you? Yeah, Antichrist. definitely a setup for the Antichrist. Absolutely, it's a beautiful setup for the Antichrist. It, it really and everybody's is. picking sides right now. France, Germany, you know, all the countries are picking sides now. Okay, even yeah. Putin came out and said, "Hey, the only way out of this is the two-state solution. Only way out." Okay, wow. so it's coming, folks. I don't know when the rapture is going to be. My guess is it's going to get darker. It's going to get worse. Oh yeah. And it might be an attack yeah. on America. Probably why we're going to have that solar eclipse this Saturday. By the yeah, way, that's, that's seven days after Yom Kippur. I mean, seven days after mm-hmm. uh, Saturday. Seven days later, we always see these parallels, type shadows, and patterns. I've studied this stuff yep. where we do something in Israel, seven days later, it hits us here. Whether mm-hmm. it's an earthquake, whether it's a plane going down, whether it's people being removed from office, all kinds of stuff. Okay, but seven days later, seven is the number of judgments, seven tribulation. So the fact that seven days later from Saturday when it all broke out, because America funded uh funded uh Iran to attack Israel. They also have, they also funded Israel too, but you know, but just I mean, just right you said, yeah. like you said, Michael, be prayed up now. Amen. Be Absolutely prayed up brother. and high watch. Super yep. high watch for the Saturday. Super, super high watch. Super and high watch. Hey, Bob, you know, um, one thing about dreams and visions I've seen here, guys, is we – I just noticed that in the dreams and visions, there wasn't any focus on uh, feast days in dreams and visions hmm. here. The focus was war. Yeah. The rapture yep. takes place at a massive war. Absolutely. I actually had a rapture dream with a with a massive war and a birthing taking place, which is interesting. Uh, Brother Bob, I have a question for you. Now, this eclipse is coming. Correct me if I'm wrong. It is called a ring of fire, right? The ring of yeah. fire eclipse. Um, just so you guys know, you can Google it if you would like to. But the ring of fire is also a pregnancy term. I'm not sure if anyone was familiar with wow. that for the crowning moment right before um, the the birthing takes place, right? When the crowning starts happening, it is called also a ring of fire. And um, someone had actually brought that up. I believe it was Watchwoman Yvonne, just to shout you out, had brought that up. And also she had uh, informed me about the operational name for Hamas was um, all – um, let me see if I can share Is the flood? I think yeah. it was, is what they're saying. And um, remember the days of Noah, the days mm-hmm. of Noah, it, you know, the flood that's coming. Yeah. And I thought that yeah. was really interesting. When she brought that up, I was like, I totally got to bring that but, up tonight. Uh, because were they just referring these... to, were they referring to the, uh, the Al-Aqsa mosque, right? The uh, Dome of the Rock, right? Is that what they're yeah, referring they were... to? Um, the, the the Hamas operation with everything that just happened oh, is yeah. what I'm under the impression of yeah. is what they actually coined the name the Hamas did the Alakaz uh, flood, and I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And yeah. so well, that makes again, sense because that's the Dome of the Rock, exactly right there in Jerusalem. Yeah, the Alakaz Mosque. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. That's and what this is really crazy. about. Yeah, 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 and the flood. <laughs> that's crazy and the ring of fire coming right a birthing plus term also plus top of that michael we are running our our uh res- oil reserves run out this week 
Oh, yeah. So we're going to run out of wow. oil. So gas is going to mm. spike. I mean, it's all coming to a head this Saturday. It looks like to me. Okay. And guess, hey, you guys hear about this uh, debt clock set up by a billionaire named Durst back in 1980? It's a debt clock. I believe okay. I've heard of that, yes. Well, this heard, debt clock. Didn't see it. This debt clock in the last six days quoted the same Bible verse twice. You know what verse it quoted? Revelation 4 1. You guys know Revelation 4 what Kevin does. Yeah. And after this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first mm-hmm. voice which I heard was, as it were, a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show you the things which must be hereafter. Oh, that's my. the rapture resurrection right there Praise and God. that clock quoted that verse twice in the last six days <laughs> wow that's what amazing what's good what you know the, the enemy knows really? about the rapture I don't, mm-hmm. you know the people out there are cracking i don't believe in rapture there's no rapture we talk about Bob. you know you know the bible talks about it. I'm, we've done enough videos on it right kevin but our enemies Sure do believe in the rapture. They have books that came out. They got Project Evac- World Evacuation and a bunch of other books. And there's a bunch of other actual other religions on earth that believe in a rapture resurrection as well. You got Islam. They believe that Muhammad is going to come and get them and take them to the throne of Allah. On in a, And you got the Hopi Indians. They believe in the same thing. China, Chinese, they have this guy. I can't think of his name now. Same concept. Okay. And I think they're all derivatives from, they all, of course, got the idea from Christianity, Paul's letter. That's where they got it from. Okay. Yeah. But our enemies believe in this rapture. They absolutely do. Because they're waiting for us to leave so they can have, they, they can have their time here on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but surely it's going to be a, a great day, but not for so much for those who stay behind. Those, uh, like you're saying, Bob, that says, oh, there's no such thing as a rapture and everything. Uh, first, are they saved? And if not, well, that's going to be well, a hard day for them. That's going to be really, really panicking. Yeah. You know, that's when, a thought, that was a thought that was on my mind on Saturday, guys. It's like how many people spent their first night in hell Saturday night after that, after that invasion? Man. Yeah. The first night in hell. Man. All those, all, all those Muslims, you know, they're not saved. They reject Jesus Christ, right? The, their their Quran says that Allah has no sons. Blasphemy to say he has a son. So they deny. Jesus said they deny me. They're condemned already. So every Muslim goes to hell. So they have no savior. Nothing atones for their sins. Okay, they're not going to heaven to get seventy-two virgins. They're all going to hell, all of them. Mm-hmm. And when I hear about these boats getting blown up, all the soldiers on there, I'm like, man, I like. They went to hell. <laughs> yep. They're spending yeah. their first night in hell tonight. You know, they've been in there for a few nights now. You know, it's yeah. just people don't think That's, about that stuff. Man, I thought yeah. about I've thought about that. You know, I've known a lot of people who have passed away over the past year. And I think about a lot of them because they were lost and I know they were lost and people that I knew from my formal, former life, the old man life of being lost in the drugs and alcohol. And it's a very sobering thought because I thought about them and it really broke my heart, you know, because a lot of these people, they were just people struggling, you know, going through day to day, trying to survive and to know where they are. If they didn't find Jesus, I just pray that they did, you know, before that, that moment. But 
it's heartbreaking because hell isn't something I wish on my worst enemy. You know, that's it's it's eternal damnation. I mean, that's that's horrifying. That's why it's so important, guys. So important to to spread the gospel, no matter what. You know, that's like seeing that we always affectionately hear it as a Mack truck coming towards someone. You know, are you just going to let them get obliterated on the road? Or are you going to go out there and try to help them? Are you going to pull them off the street? You know, how much do we, and that's a, it's a reality check is it's like, how much do we really love them? Right. Because if you really love someone, you're going to be out there and you're going to be grabbing them and you're going to drag them, (laughs) drag them out of the street. Right. And, um, like I said, it's, it's this whole experience that by the grace of God through the opportunity with feed my sheep today has really been a gut check in many ways because of that. And just being fully transparent, I was, I just, a lot of humbling moments coming to the Lord being like, Lord, wow, this, do you learn a lot? The Lord teaches you a lot, you know, and it's, are we going to listen? Because a lot of times when the Lord teaches us something, he's revealing our hearts, right? Because only he, he, he only knows our hearts, right? He's the one who searches our hearts and our minds. We don't know it. It's desperately wicked. So then when the Lord reveals these things and we take it to the Lord and, and, you know, and he's changing us through sanctification, it's like, wow, Lord, it's just amazing what you show us and how good you are to each and every single one of us out there, right? Like, it's it's one thing to be saved, but the fact that he keeps us saved forever and he sealed us, it's it's just such a blessing, you know? And I'm like, I just want to say thank you, Jesus, for your grace Amen. and, and Amen. your love for us. It just truly surpasses my understanding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Brother you Kevin, know, I haven't heard anything from him. Yeah, well, then you didn't listen to me because I said something earlier. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to play it? Let's, let's roll it over you. Play it back. Play it back, Michael. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> well, I, I said exactly what you said, which, <laughs> which I think you ripped off of me. But, you, but uh, since you said that you didn't hear it, uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, I'm kidding. I mean, that's why I said what I said earlier, which is – that right now is the opportunity to to really focus on spreading the gospel and doing this because you have people who are dying who mm-hmm. don't know the Lord on both sides, on both sides. I mean, it's it's if you mm-hmm. look over there at who's a believer in Christ and who's not, the vast majority are not. OK, and the, and the ones who are fighting these wars, uh, you know, this war are not. Okay, they just simply aren't. And everyone who's who's dying over there that that doesn't that's not believing is not receiving eternal life. That that's devastating. And um, that that's that's exactly the way I looked at it too, Bob. Which is it's that there was just a lot of people that can no longer receive salvation. And that's true for anyone, like I said earlier, that hasn't received salvation because. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow to you. You don't know in this, in this world, in this day and age, I mean, you can walk down the street Mm -hmm. and that's the last thing you'll know. And that is um, it's just, the world's a very dangerous place, but Mm. you know what though? We don't live in fear of that. We don't live in fear of this world because Greg put it really well, which is we, we don't, we don't fear it because our, our body and Michael, you said this too, our body, if it goes, it goes, yeah. but 
we're promised a new body. Amen. We're promised a better body. We're promised an a, a, a incorruptible body. And so what can happen to our body here that's not going to get fixed later? There's absolutely nothing. Exactly. You can get blow, blown to complete smithereens and, and not even see any part of you anywhere. But guess what? You're going to receive an incorruptible body one day. And as a matter of fact, if you die, you get that first. So there's, we cannot, we, we don't fear death. Death, there is no sting, right? We don't fear it because we know that death has not, cannot contain us. That death cannot grip onto us forever. That, that is not what we're, we're all about. Jesus overcame death and sin and everything on the cross. Okay. Yeah. So we are crucified with Christ on the cross. It is no longer we who live our own lives, but it is Christ who lives within us. You see, Amen. and that's the big difference. That's the difference. And the more people that get into that mode and are saved, the better off everything is going to be. So there's just little time left to reach anyone that you possibly can before there's peril. I mean, whether it be today or whether it be soon in a, in the tribulation where we know that many, many billions are going to die. And listen, the, the sooner we're able to, to reach them, maybe they won't have to go through that tribulation to begin with. Right. Maybe they'll be able to get out of here in a rapture and they'll be able to, to escape um, all those things that are about to take place. I hope so, Kevin, because I'll tell you what, I don't want to be here and have to defend my household and start, you know, pulling a gun on people trying to, you know, hurt my family. I mean, I don't want to have to do that. Okay. Israel saw a red dawn invasion. That's what they saw. It was a red dawn. Oh, yeah. That was bad. And it happened. And it happened. I tell you what, I heard a lot of stuff. And it happened. Israel let it happen. The IDF let it happen. Okay, I've been watching those videos. They have anything that go underneath that fence or anywhere around that fence, like a cockroach, pigeon especially, right? They are like alarms going off and everything. These guys sit there and stare at screens all day. You're going to tell me that you can see a cockroach or a pigeon sound the alarm, but you see an army of men in paragliders and right on in a in a little little motorcycles yeah. and stuff like that, ATVs yep. and stuff like that. An army of them go across the border over the fence and do all that stuff and not respond and wait. And here's what happened. They waited a few hours while they attacked and didn't respond. Okay, people were crying out. It took the Israelites, the Israels, the Israelis were crying out oh, yes. for help before they responded. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounded like when a white balloon flew over America. We cried out to our government, hey, do something about it, do something. That's danger, danger, danger. Look, nothing. Okay. They they let it happen. And the thing is, the fact that this whole thing happened, it it was planned because now look at everything that's taking place now. They got this big yeah. biblical, you know, all the countries coming together now, this war coming in all different directions. It was totally planned. And the fact that, I'm going to say this, it was a Red Dawn invasion. How many times, have you guys ever seen the movie Red Dawn was a Red yep. Dawn invasion of America? Yep, both of yep. them, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and, to think, and, and to think that uh, we have this eclipse coming, this upcoming Saturday, okay? And another thing I want to mention, too, they did that, they did that broadcast of 
that uh, October 4th broadcast, all right? I think now it's starting to make sense to me why they did it. It's because it's just I'm just hypothetically speaking right now, it's a theory, but right now you're seeing an uprising of Palestinians and Muslims and all these people all over this country, in fact, all over the world now, and all the cities. They are mad, and they want to take this country down. Guess what? That test that they put out, I'm wondering if they're going to put it out again, but the next time it goes out, it's going to be a signal to activate all the terror cells all at once for a Red Dawn invasion. We'll activate them all. Maybe they're testing that signal to make sure it yep. reached everybody. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because look, they don't care about us, John. Because they care if they would have done something about Maui. Was that uh, the one with the Wolverines? Right. Weren't they called weren't they the Wolverines? Yeah. Yeah, the Wolverines. Wolverines, yeah. They, yeah. That was their their cry. But I hear your point though, Bob. I mean, Bible says, live by the sword, die by the sword, right? I mean, that mm. doesn't sound like a great way to go. It sounds like a better way to go would be in a rapture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I hear you, Bob. I, I, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that day if it may come either. Um, that does not sound appetizing in any way. None of us want to destroy somebody else or kill somebody else or hurt somebody else. I mean, we're all, tr- we're, we're all planting seeds of of salvation. So we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're not only trying to, to give, uh, you know, the, the, the opportunity to receive eternal life by accepting Jesus, but we, but we are also providing them the way to be blessed during this life by accepting Jesus, because God is not just an eternal blessing. After you die, you're blessed mm-hmm. here while mm-hmm. you're on earth. And it doesn't Amen. mean that you're going to be rich with money because yeah. it's, it's no. actually exactly the opposite <laughs> yeah. because money um, is not, uh, is, is, is a God. The love of money is the root of all. Amen. Amen. So, you know, if you're thinking about being blessed and you're like, okay, I'm going to get a lot of money. Well, wait a minute. You know, that that's exactly contrary to what the, the Bible talks about. And the yeah. fact that, the any monet thing of monetary value is going to get burned up yes. in fervent heat, and so Amen. why w- why would you linger and and attempt to do that if you know that it's going to burn with fervent heat? You, you, right. I, I, I'm, I'm beginning to sound it's... like Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Second Peter three, almost <laughs> word for word. It, it, it's, 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 it's so true. Yeah. Though. It's it so is. True. Wow. That's so awesome, Kevin. I totally felt the exact same way. And I started realizing, and once, you know, we were called out of the world, we start to understand that money is bad. (laughs) God is good, right? And his, in his wisdom and the teaching, the fellowship, you know, I, I, I have, there's in, in a innumerable amount of value that I place on my relationships in the body of Christ with each and every single one of you that I, that I fellowship with. Um, the wisdom, the deep things of God that he shares with us, those are treasures and pearls of great price, you know, and I'm, I'm just, those are the real things of value, the real things that we're going to be able to, to, to take with us when we go out and plant a seed and God gives the increase. Those are souls that are going to come with us into the kingdom. And that's, what it is all That's about right. it's not about yeah. this everything is going to fade away mm-hmm. it's going to pass away and um so what we do now i mean we want to make an internal difference and that 
is so possible. God has given us a way to do that, and it's amazing. But uh, Emily, for Christ. Amen. We're ambassadors for Christ with Emily. Uh, sorry, <laughs> it's been a little lively here, and I uh, just wanted to see how you how you holding up over there. It's been good. I was going to say um, just about you know as far as like sharing the gospel. That was, um, or, or about, um, people being saved. That was really the first way that the Holy Spirit led me to pray for the people of Israel as this war erupted and all of the things happening. And I just really felt like I needed to pray that God would use this trauma and this really awful experience for for these people that he would draw many people to faith in his son because you know a lot of seeds have been planted uh, in the Jewish people uh, there are a lot of faithful Christians who have shared the gospel and so those seeds Amen. have been planted and and as it has been said tonight you know it's God that brings the increase and you know right now I can't even imagine what these people are experiencing. And it, it just might be that, that God's going to stir their hearts and draw them to Jesus. Like, like what they have heard is going to make sense to them. Like the light's going to go on and people are going to be saved. And that's my prayer. That's my desire because it really, you know, if you just look at things from an earthly perspective, it really is hopeless looking. I mean, it's just, bad from every direction but god god works in people's hearts when we can't even see and so i i pray that that that's happening when i'm confronted to stubbornness like people who really don't want to hear especially some of my family that i bring it up i got jude 22 and 23 jude 22 is with compassion but jude 23 is Others save with fear, pulling them out of fire. I try to tell them, you know, that's going to be hell is forever. It's it's 100 years plus forever. It's it's mm. never stop. It's never going to stop. It's never going to change or anything. It's burning. Oh, well, we'll see once there. The wake up yeah. will be terrible. And like, well, everybody know I'm from a uh, Roman Catholic country, Canada. So mm-hmm. it's really hard there uh, to change somebody and to bring them. So I pray for them, but I can't believe how much stubbornness there is. Like, they don't want even to check what you have to say or look in a Bible, right? One of my daughters is into a Roman Catholic, and she doesn't have a Bible because the priest doesn't want her to read it. Sure. Yeah. What can Man, I say I... to that? It's it's it brings me down. It makes me sad. And even though I tell her, you know, I say I say things like, you know, it's it's very dangerous. You're gambling with your eternal life now. Oh well, we'll see. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a hard thing to reconcile. It really is. And I can only think back when you know I was thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years old, and and living like the devil, so to speak. You know, and just grew up in church, but just really had no care or concern for spiritual matters. I, I did what I wanted to do. I lived the way I wanted to live. I wanted to have a relationship with God, but on my terms. And um, 
But the fact that God was able to save someone like me, when I look at the young ones out there who are going through that, I know that God is still, because I can look back at my own life and be like, I remember God. He was still there. He was still working on me. Whether or not I wanted to acknowledge it then or not, you know, is another thing. So I know there's still hope for them. You know, John, there's still hope, you know, just keep, keep at it, keep planting seeds, keep praying, keep watering, you know, and, and for all you out there with children, because I know that can be such a heavy burden to carry because we love them with a, with a, an affection that unless you're a parent or a father or a mother, it's really difficult to understand. And, but when you are of that sort, you know, you understand and it's like, oh God, and we take that to the feet of Jesus, but just knowing and having faith that, he was able to save us. He's able to save you. He's able to save them. And what Emily was saying about the tragedy, I, I was I, one thing that always comes to mind, and it's because it's unfathomable. We really cannot. That's a great word she uses. We cannot really understand the level of just brokenness that some of these people are going through, and some of them who are hostages to sheer terror. I mean, I couldn't even imagine. I can't even imagine what's going through their minds, whether or not they're going to be alive tomorrow or not, or the next minute, you know, the things that they're going to have to endure and experience. But in one way, we can either look at it in a hopeless way, or we can look at it through the lens of hope through Jesus and know that God allows these things to happen at times because it it's what it took to drive someone to the cross. You know, I'd rather come to the cross and come to Jesus Christ at the end of my life, going through something horrible, then end up in somewhere horrible for all of eternity. So it's in a way it's God's mercy as well. And in his grace and his goodness and long suffering that allows these things to happen because what Satan always means for evil, God can use that for good. So, I mean, I can't imagine how many souls when we get to heaven that we're going to find out that, that entered into the kingdom during this this conflict, this war that's outbreaking. And that right. brings me comfort to think about because I'm like, wow, Lord, how many brothers and sisters am I going to have now? You know, it's, it's really encouraging. So it try not to think of it always in a, the world perspective of doom and gloom, because we have <laughs> the ultimate hope in us working through us. And we know that Jesus is able to do all things. We you know those people they are together. They're the hostages. And you know they're not sophisticated. Okay, Hamas is just not sophisticated. So they're probably yeah. in some like some crummy looking building. They're all sitting there in a group talking amongst each other quietly. And you know what? I I bet there's a believer in there that's sharing the gospel with all of them. And if they all die, they're all they will all go to heaven. Amen. But that might have been the you know, like you said, God may have allowed that to happen because God's like, you know, these 150 people right here. I want to save them, but they're going to have to go through the grinder. They'll thank Amen. me 10,000 years from now, Michael, but right <laughs> yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're going to thank me yes. for, for yep. allowing them to go through this because they didn't end up in that pit in the yep. lake of fire. But that Amen. was a way because they got put into a position where they're like, my life is over. This, they're going to kill us. And then that whole thing starts to set in. And here this person, I, I promise you there is somebody there. That's a believer sharing the gospel with all those people Amen. and they're, they're going Absolutely. to be ready, you know, and it, it's just horrible that they have to go. They killed women, children. Mm-hmm. It's just, just horrific, horrific, disgusting, filthy people. These yeah. people are okay. 
And they, they, they think, you know, the Bible, the Lord really spoke the truth. That there'll be, there'll be a, there will come a time, you know, the Bible says that there will come a time where these people, they think they're going to be doing God, you know, doing God's will, killing people. When the Bible strictly says in, in the, the fifth commandment is, is thou shall not kill. Okay, that was its commandments. You shall not kill, period. Okay, so these people, man, just, uh, I believe they're going to be saved, that 150 hostages. Hopefully, I've been praying for that. That really hurt me. That really hurt me a lot. And it's only 150 people. Imagine the tribulation when their dead bodies piled up. The Bible says the horse is bridle. Okay, just blood flowing everywhere. Just so much carnage and death. Okay, we're just talking. I mean, it's bad. I can't stand it. I think it's like 1,600 people. Now wow. the death tolls up to a total of death, those who are dead and injured, or 1,600 dead now there. It's horrible what's going on there. Like what I said at the beginning, my heart breaks for these people and uh, aches for the the souls. I mean, it's not just you know Israel. It's, it's all of these mm. people, right? Even Israel has fallen. Even the Jews have fallen there in, in, in Gentiles in this age right now, you know? We were, the point is to bring them back, to bring them back, bring them back home. All of us need to, to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ, every single one of us, right? And uh, we could say how much these people are doing, how much bad, how much evil that they're doing right now. But we can't forget the Holy Spirit is able. God is able, right? Um, Amen. And God knows the soul. He knows the heart of these people and who's going to be saved. Even if it's that Muslim who, who's, uh, you know, a radical Muslim just down the road, right? God can yeah. do it. He is able. He is able to make that happen. And that's a phenomenal thing because we have something that these other so-called religions don't, right? What is the difference between, okay, this Christianity and other religions, right? These other religions, it's always praying, praying, praying that they get into heaven somehow, some way. We get it as a gift, right? We don't earn it. It's given to us as a gift, free, free gift. And that's that's one main thing, major thing that distinguishes uh, what we have from any other religion on this planet, right? It's always, you, you can never do enough. You can never do enough to get into heaven, right? These Muslims with their 72 virgins and hopefully, they, you know, get to that point that they get them. We don't. We don't have to earn our way into heaven. And that's an amazing thing. And uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for, for taking me out of this world. Because even though I'm, I'm still in the world, I'm not of the world anymore. You guys aren't of the world anymore. We don't belong to it. And that's, that's an incredible thing. I mean, please. Amen. Always keep that in, in mind. We have something else that these others do not have. And that's one thing. We do not have to earn our way. Yeah, it's given change your perspective gift. a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, when you look yes. at it and you're like, look, I'm I'm not conformed to this world. I've been transformed, right? Uh, and, and you do that by renewing your mind daily. Uh, and you have to in this day and age. You've got to renew it daily. You have to stay in the presence of the Lord. If you feel like fear is coming in, you know, onto you, pray. I mean, it, it sounds strange. I get it, but you you get peace 
because he is peace. You see, and he'll come and he'll dwell in you even further in, and he'll go to that very part of your being that's that's causing the fear, and he will put himself and cover it. And mm. now, granted, sure, think. Listen, we're still human, so we're still going to have these feelings that creep into us. Um, now and then, and sometimes more often than others, especially when things like this happen. And then stress levels go up. You start saying things possibly that you don't want to say sometimes and things like that. Take a moment and, and, and go into him. And if you have even longer, go into the word a bit, read a Psalm, listen to Greg say, you know, why do the heathen? I mean, (laughs) those type of things, and I'm so glad you did that one today because I was like, last week, I think it was Psalm 1. I'm like, when's Psalm 2 coming? Did it for you, buddy. (laughs) All right, well, I appreciate it. I told my mom, I was like, you know, I was when it's Psalm, oh, Psalm 1. I'm like, come on now. And today I was like, yes. But but that's the the kind of joy that you get when you hear those words, right? You're like, because you know that God is in control. He's up there going... You know, you're not doing something that I don't know what you're doing because he he knows. And listen, it's tough. It's going to get tougher for this world. That's the that's kind of the hard part, because we know that there are tough times coming, whether or not we knew that war was coming before rapture. It was possible. It was always a possibility. Um, And but even then, this war is going is paling in comparison to what is to come. And that sounds so, so bad, but that is what must happen in order to actually, at that time during the, the, the tribulation, do a wheat harvest, which is yeah. oppressing. It is, it's not just throwing something up into the air and then having it separate. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. what the rapture wow. is. That's a barley harvest, right? That's a, that's whoosh, okay. They go, they, we, they, they, you know, we go, they stay. Okay. That's one thing. But wheat harvest is different. You have got to press, and you got to press pretty hard. And when you do that, guess what happens? Shell goes, and then bing, good stuff comes out. And yeah. that's exactly what some people need, is they need to be pressed. And yeah. that is why it must take place of what's going to take place. It's like the final decision maker, right? This is yeah. leading the path. This is the beginning of sorrows. This is paving the way for that. And so people are are starting to feel those pangs, you know, especially when Israel gets involved. It starts becoming more personal because people start talking about salvation. Usually it's us. <laughs> Usually we're the ones who are starting this conversation and saying, hey, I see that you're looking for some answers. Here's some answers I can give to you, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just it, it's 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 a difficult time. But at the same time. You know, again, opportunity is there. And and Greg, you, you you said it very eloquently, and that's why I had to jump in because man, you 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 spurred something inside of me when you started talking about how how you personally feel about these things. Amen. 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 You guys wanna start doing questions here? We we wanted to start them earlier. We talked about that. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, time's going quick. Go ahead, you can put them. Alrighty then. I didn't have anything selected yet, but uh, let's see here. Here's one in uh, 
from Chester here. It says, if Trump don't win 2024 elections, will he rise up as a House Speaker by 2027? Your guess is as good as mine. I think he might be House Speaker this year, but I don't think he intends to stay in the House Speaker. Can you imagine what that would be like, though, if he becomes House Speaker? He would have to communicate with Biden. Can you imagine that? <laughs> it wouldn't even be a, a communication. It would be like nobody will talk to Trump. I, I, I it, It's amazing. Didn't uh, Kevin had a good one last week. Kevin said the house divided against itself shall not stand. And we just saw that happen. <laughs> well, I didn't make, I, by the way, I didn't make up that quote. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes. But that was a it's good not, point. It's not a Kevinism. It's not an original. Kevinism. But, <laughs> but it's very, <laughs> but it's very applicable to what's going yes. on. Right. Amen. Oh, Yes. House divided cannot stand, and that's exactly the downfall of Satan. Is that he is he, he's divided against uh, himself. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's divided against creation. He's divided against God. He's divided against himself. He pits people against each other because he just wants everybody to die. You see, yeah. he wants everybody to die. No one to receive salvation, and that's yeah. really what, what he wants. And of course, what he ultimately wants is he he wants to claim the throne of God and yeah. overthrow God himself. Yeah. That is his end goal. Well, that, a, war, yeah. a war will do just the trick. Yeah. A war is perfect. Yes, he loves wars because that's where most of your people will die. They'll die during a war at the hands of the government. Yep. Speaking of which, I was from Lachelle. Hey, guys, do you think that the invasion here in America are Muslims? I think it's a combination of Muslims. You got cartels. You have... Uh, yeah, you have, down um, at the border, it's bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be a combination of a whole bunch of different people. And I was thinking, like, you know what? What's going to happen is eventually these people are going to get hungry. They're going to get tired. The government's going to cut them off from all their free water, all their free stuff. They're going to say, hey, if you want a place to live in, you want a house to live in, you got to go take over someone's house, go in there and kick that family out for you to live in that house. Okay? That's what you're going to have to do. So you you get your boys together and start ransacking homes. You want a place to live. I think they're just going to cut them all off and have them fight us for what we have here. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, it looks like a scenario. That will be a scenario for the rapture resurrection because mm. that will, I seen a lot of dreams of vision. I was always wondering why there's so much carnage and chaos and fighting mm. when, when, after we get raptured. Why is that taking yeah. place? Or why does the rapture take place in the middle of something like mm. this? Yeah, I mean, how many dreams and visions have you received over the years that spoke of just utter calamity? And you see yourself had dreams that that you were in the middle of of something major going on um, where you were like even running from things, you know, from things at at one point. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting that that so many dreams and visions line up with each other to 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 see that the rapture happens like right at the last moment before total and utter destruction occurs uh, with, you know, yeah. to us. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? But that's really kind of God's pattern, isn't it? Yeah, it is. To, to wait to the, to the very last second when you're like, okay, here it comes. Are you going to do it now? And then sure enough, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, no, yes. You know, it's yeah. like we've had, all of us have had those moments where we lived our, we've lived, we're living and we're like, is this thing actually going to happen? And then at a certain point, you're like, no. And then like immediately thereafter, it does. And you're like, why did I doubt it? You know? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. I think we've all been there. 
That just goes to show that he is more long suffering than we are every every isn't that amazing? Man, the long suffering of God. Ah, I just can't get over it, guys. And some of those personal lessons and things the Lord was showing me about long suffering just blew my mind. You know, sometimes I remember reading the word long suffering as kind of one of those uh, glaze over it, glaze, like long suffering, whatever. But when you really meditate on that principle and and prayfully discern and and really ask the lord about that and he shows you it's like god you're you're just amazing your long yeah. suffering is beyond any human like my long suffering you know it's practically on a stopwatch <laughs> just kidding yeah, yeah, but, but, you know, but it's better you know, than it's it like, used wow. to be but it's better oh, yeah. than it used to be the older yeah. that you get the more long suffering that you become and i think that that <laughs> gives you um more of a understanding and a, and respect for how yeah. long suffering he actually is because exactly. then you look at it and you're like yes. okay i'm more long suffering than i used to be but i'm nowhere near that <laughs> exactly <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that's that's what's so amazing and i love that about the our relationship with the lord kevin cuz it's like wow man you know, you can look back and see like, oh, wow, it was like 30 seconds at one point, but now I'm up to three hours, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just figuratively speaking. But mm-hmm. it's like, wow, you really can see a progression with the Lord. And the more we lean into him and, and are beating and listen, the quicker we start to grow. Or, you know, there's times when we're kind of we can be stubborn. Let's face it. We still have it's- sinful flesh and. And it might take you a few face plants to get it right, you know, but the grace of God in his long suffering, then it just adds to your long suffering. Because once you you've overcome and gotten through Mm -hmm. through Jesus, not ourselves, you can look back and be like, God, you had long suffering for me during this. Then I should be more long suffering for them who is going through the same thing. And that's what's so unique about our walk. It's those fruits of the spirit that. Amen. Grow over time, they they don't you don't just get them like fully bloomed and blossomed and 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 ripe. I mean, you yeah. have to cultivate them, you have to grow them, and you have to do it daily. <laughs> but then over time, you start seeing that hey, you know what? This is making a difference. I'm not mm. acting like I used to. You know, I'm not doing yeah. the same things that I used to, and that's that's the growth that God loves. He loves to see that. He loves to see that growth in us. Because the only way that we can grow that way is with him and through him. And so, you know, it's, he just, he wants to spend more time with us and he sees that we're growing and he's like, okay, keep going, keep spending more time and you'll get, you'll get even better at it. Hey, Kevin, since you're talking about that right now, um, why don't you answer this question right here and then Buzz chime in and say, brothers, could you touch on what repentance is? There are a few that don't understand it. Stand that in the chat. It's true. I mean, a lot of people say, okay, you got to repent for your, for all the sins that you've committed daily. Um, and, and that's, that's really a waste of time. Um, I'm sorry, because once you have accepted Christ, your, your sins are no more. I mean, they are, they are forgotten by the Father. I mean, not, not mm-hmm. just like held on for later use, but they are actually wiped clean. It's, it's repentance is a change. Uh, of your mind and of your spirit, and it's it, it, it basically is the law that convicts you, which mm. is really what it's there for. It's not it's it's not a, a hard fast rule that if you follow every single one of these, you go to heaven because that's not the case. Um, and if you don't follow them, then you don't go to heaven. That's not the case either. But 
the law convicts you and shows mm-hmm. you that you have missed the mark, right? That you yep. have sinned, that you, just like an archer, you've missed the mark, you've missed the target. And if you miss the target just by a little bit, then you are, you, you've sinned and you are destined for hell. However, if you repent, meaning I'm going to change my mind about who saves who and how it, some I can save, be saved, and so forth, and realize that Christ is the only way to salvation and that his work on the cross is what actually provides salvation if you believe Amen. in him, then you have repented from your old ways and you have taken on a new way, a new spirit, which basically is the spirit that God wants inside of you. And then at that point, you are counted as righteous. That is a big deal. That is a big deal. Because if you are not counted as righteous, you are not able to dwell with God. Because God is pure righteous. God is pure holiness. So we have to have a means in order to be changed, in order to be able to be with God. And that is the repentance that this person hopefully is talking about as well, which is Mm. the change that you're doing from the old way of thinking to the new way of thinking and then receiving Christ inside of you. That's right. And um, change of mind. mind. You got to change your mindset. Okay. I'm not going to trust in myself. I'm not going to trust in my works. I'm not going to trust in anything I can do. I'm going to change my mind, except the fact that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. He shed his blood, his blood atones for my sins. And because of that, I'm forgiven past, present, and future, sealed to the day of redemption. I changed my mind. Amen. I accept that now. Now yep. you've repented. Mm-hmm. It's only one yeah. time. You only got to repent one time yes. to get saved. Yeah. I understand yep. you got to feel yeah, sorry to get, all yeah, the time. Exactly. And after and, that um, is well, when, yeah, the, is when the work the starts. That, yeah. but you're right. After you're saved, that's when the work starts. Yeah. Yep. Because it is, God's, it is God's will that we live in his will. You see, God's will is not only that we believe, but God's will is that we believe, first of all, but then we do his will. You see, because by doing his will, then you please the father and you get blessed even more and you get additional rewards and things like that as well in heaven. And it's very important to do those things. But first, you cannot do those things unless you've repented first and changed. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Not to be conformed to the patterns of this world, but to be yeah. renewed. Right. Even God. Our mind. But um, I just wanted even to say. God repented. I, I just wanted to say, guys, something that uh, if I may plug this, I normally don't do this, but I just felt led to. Um, I have two videos. One was just nine days ago. It's called the Roadmap of Repentance. And then one was like maybe a couple months, maybe three, four months ago called Repentance, the Great Fight. I really encourage you if you if you're struggling understanding the concept of repentance versus what the mainstream church tries to, to preach, like what um, what these brothers are talking about today about how they're saying, oh, you have to, you know, conf- you know, it's like sin, confess, and confess, and then you're always feeling horrible. And yeah, I, I address all these all these aspects, and um, I really felt led to do the roadmap of repentance about nine days ago. I really felt the Lord put it on my heart because I feel like there's a huge amount of confusion surrounding this area so if you have a chance to check that out i think it would greatly help you out understand with understanding but basically brother bob and kevin absolutely nailed it right i was gonna mention um 
I was going to mention Romans 4.24, where it says, because this, this righteousness has to be put in you, all right, when you believe, okay, the gift of salvation, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. But not without work, indicating no works, it's a gift, can't boast. But Romans 4.24, it says, uh, but for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, mm-hmm. if we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. There's that word. Mm-hmm. imputed to yeah. whom it shall be imputed okay so his righteousness is put inside of us and we are sealed okay that yeah. moment that we believe okay he does the work yeah. okay so i just want to mention that uh caesar had a quick question i forgot to click on it here uh says can jews be saved and go up in the rapture absolutely they're called messianic jews they believe, yeah. they believe in that they believe in the uh they believe in Jesus as the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Right? The Orthodox don't. Messianic Jews do. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it also states uh what was that in uh Galatians 3, 27, 28. It says, For as many of you who have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Amen. Okay. So when we get up to heaven, there's not going to be, okay, you got the Jewish section over here, the body of Christ, then you got the Indian section, then we got the Caucasian section, and you're not going to have any of that stuff. That stuff is. They, is, they, they have a French connection <laughs> section. <laughs> yeah, even French, French Canadian section. Yeah, French yeah. connection section. Very specific. Yeah. No, no, I don't think the Democrats are going to be running heaven up there. So there's not going to be any segregation. <laughs> I just I, I wanted to say something just to add on to the discussion about repentance. Sure. I just want to thank you for speaking that, communicating that correctly, that it is a change of mind because mm-hmm. that's what the Greek word is, metanoia, change your mind. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of confusion these days because I think it's often communicated. It emphasizes that repentance is a change of your behavior. And of course, that's going to come down the road after you change your mind. You know, you're not going to keep doing the same things after you repent. But it's very key to understand that it's a change of mind because there are some false teachings out there that that they bring that works in that you have to do this. You have to do all these things that list out all these steps of salvation. Yeah. And it's it's horrible because it's it's by faith. And exactly. by faith alone, I think faith right. and repentance. I'm, I'm sure you've heard it said it's like two sides of the same coin. So, anyway, I just wanted to add that. Thank you for <laughs> speaking that <laughs> truth. No, yeah. you're right. I mean, there's too many people out there that um, yeah. make salvation extremely complicated. Yes, exactly. That's and, why uh, I felt so glad to make a video about it. Yeah, we went over that last week. The simplicity of the gospel, mm. right? I mean, it, it, it's you start making it complicated, and then you make it, you put the, these hurdles and walls, mm. makes it very difficult for someone even to, to know what it is to be saved. But if you just break it down into something simple, like, hey, change your mind. You think you're a sinner? Do you know what sin is? Yeah. You, I mean, have you ever done anything wrong? <laughs> you know, I mean, well, what, what do you mean by wrong? Well, you know, you know whether or not you've done something wrong. Have you ever yeah. lied? Let's just say, yeah. let's just start with the easy one. Have you ever lied? Um, yeah. You know, I mean, if you say no, well, guess what? You've just lied. <laughs> so, 
you sin because you lied as a child for sure. Every child lies. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's not one child's never lied except for Christ. So listen, <clears throat> the simple fact is, is that you start with that and you get, you get it really easy and you're like, look, you've, you've missed it. You've missed the mark. You've sinned just even once. Okay. Is enough to separate you. There's got to be a remedy for that. Right. And, and, and it's, and it is a simple thing after that. Then it's like, well, what do you got to do? Well, you got to believe. You got you to accept the free gift. And you're like, well, they're like, that's not that hard. That just seems too good to be true. That's what God is. He's love, you see. And he is probably too good to be true for anything that we know here on earth. But his ways are so far above our ways that it's not actually too good to be true. It is the truth. Amen. Oh, Amen. Got a question here from God's Me Some. Do all tribulation saints have to be killed to get salvation? Emily, do you want to try to answer this one? No. Your opinion on this one? <laughs> I don't think that they all have to be killed because I think some actually live through the tribulation mm-hmm. and go into yeah. the, the kingdom, the millennial kingdom. So, But it's a big guess. Well, I've always said, don't, don't bank on it. <laughs> don't put yeah. all your eggs in that basket of no. I'm going to make it through the tribulation because odds are you're probably not. Yeah. So, you know, don't bank on it. Um, it's possible, but I would suggest it's very, very difficult. There is one group, though, we know is making it through, and that's that's the, the elect um, of Israel, the remnant, mm-hmm. which is protected in the wilderness by God. And then they're the ones who cry out for Jesus. And then mm-hmm. he comes there uh, in his second coming. So we do know there's a massive group of people <clears throat> that do make it through um, all the way to the end, um, the remnant of Israel. But like I said, d- d- you know, don't bank on being part of that group if you're, especially if you're living, like, say, in the United States right now. You're probably not mm-hmm. in that group. Yeah, it's going to be tough. You know, people don't realize, uh, do all, you know, the tribulation saints, all right, in order to do the good works, you're going to put yourself out there. So oh, yeah. you're going to be running high risk by going out there and doing the works that Jesus requires you to do to be considered one of the sheep at the end of the tribulation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he says, visit me in prison. You didn't feed me. You didn't do this for me. You didn't do that for me. If you weren't participating participating during the tribulation as a, as a sheep, he's going to throw you in with the goats. Okay, so but but in order to participate as a sheep, you're going to put yourself out there, and someone's going to see you doing that, and more than likely, you're going to be arrested and beheaded. Right. Okay. So, so you so, can't hide. You can't sit on the sidelines. You have to be hot. Okay. Right. So so bottom the- line, the answer to this question is no. You do not have to be killed to get salvation. As a matter of fact, salvation is a free gift from God. Okay, so no, you do not need to be killed in order to read. That is not what saved you. Being killed is not what saves you. Believing in Jesus Christ is what saved you. Right. Yeah. You could be you could be killed. That could happen yes. to you get a martyr's crown, or you will end up being a sheep at the end. Right. I don't know what's going to happen to you. Here's right. the thing. Don't go into tribulation. You don't need to go to lightning yeah. round. Amen, Bob. Amen. I will still have a chance not to go. This is the time not <laughs> right. to make that choice and not go. I mean, yeah. Exactly. It's yeah, just a, it's, it's, so a, it's, a, it's a logical, reasonable choice, Bob. I agree with you. 
Yeah. Right. Exactly. The best choice. <laughs> it's the best choice. Yeah. <laughs> it truly is. Here's a good question here. Uh, do you believe that the 144,000 might be very well be those babies Herod had killed? I, I heard think- that. I, I thought about that. This is so, this is so, this is amazing because, you know, the, the, the 12 tribes of Israel, they're going to pull 12,000 from 12 tribes. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're going to be sealed. But why, if they're resurrected, why would they have to be sealed? Because they'll be immortal at that point. So it's interesting. I don't know. It's like, you know, they have to be sealed so that way they can live and not die, you know. But I don't know what this could be. It it, it could, could very well be the 144,000 that were killed. Sure. Bible says that they're virgins. Never knew a woman. Yeah. Okay. Never spoken word, bad words either. Yeah. I, so. I, I can't wait to see who these guys are. Yeah, man. (laughs) It says that Jesus doesn't have a generation because they kill all the babies of his age, right? Mm -hmm. So Jesus doesn't even have a generation. So that's that's a lot of babies, but one hundred and forty-four thousand. Maybe it's not that far from the count when Herod killed all them babies. But uh, I can't wait either. That's. that's a question I'm going to ask Jesus when I see him. Yeah. Amen to that. Uh, Colin says, do you guys think there will be a brief time between the dead and Christ rising and then those who are alive on the earth and Christ rising? God doesn't want one soul to perish. Yeah, I believe there's a there's a gap there. Yeah. Okay. A lot of dreams and visions I've seen on my own. There's a gap. Yeah. There ain't much, yeah. There is not a day gap, and this thing is pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. It happens. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Boom. We see it. It's done, and then you're caught up afterwards. I always say yeah. that this will be the one verse. First Thessalonians four seventeen. When the um when this takes place, that'll be the most quoted scripture around the world. Then those who are alive and remain shall be caught up. <laughs> you know, everybody will be saying that at that point. Why are we going? Why are we going? When the, for those, then those who are alive and remain shall be called up to meet the Lord in the air. So, yeah, that'll be the most quoted scripture, I believe, at that I, point. I don't. I, don't think a, I just don't think there's a very big gap there because it says that we're going to be caught up with them um, in in the air. So together, I, I, I you know, I, I think we're going to be changed pretty quickly thereafter mm-hmm. and then and go up with them. So, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't see it being a long period of time. I don't think it's like a zombie apocalypse, for example, like all <laughs> oh, these dead bodies coming out and they're going to, you know, I, I don't, I don't foresee that. Some people have said, stated that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's not going to be like the walk, the, the Walking Dead or whatever, you know. I just, yeah. Well, when Jesus but, died, there was some some mm-hmm. dead that were was seen walking sure. everywhere. How long sure, did yeah. it last? I don't know, but they have seen some some dead walking. The graves bust yeah, open. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's always interesting. And you guys know I've in camp of possibilities, right? Because of the way I think it's phrased, does leave an opening for that to be a possibility. Yeah. Whether or not that's going to be the case, I sure hope so. I think that'd be amazing, right? If I, you know, if we're still alive, that'd be such a treat, you know, to have our glorified body and to be able to witness before going up. But either way, we're going to have such, it's going to be so amazing. Uh, I'm just the, the thing excited. is, is like the, the way that I look at it is that God has provided many different avenues um, to hear the message of salvation during yeah. the tribulation, right? So you have what 144,000 witnesses. 
you've got two witnesses that are that the whole world sees really um you've got angels that are you know in revelation 14 speaking in everybody's tongue to them so i mean there's the gospel is going to get preached all over the, the world um by those you know one of th- those three methods so it's covered god's got it covered um yeah. i don't i don't think that he necessarily needs us here to do that because I mean that's what we're really kind of doing now. But yeah, I mean, but we do know that we are going to be accusing Satan in heaven. Oh, we yeah. know that he he is thrown down by his accusers, um, you know, by the by the witness of their testimony, um, you know. Yeah. So, uh, which I believe is personally, I believe that's at the midpoint of the tribulation, mm-hmm. but. I mean, so we have a job to do up there. We're going to be accusing Satan for probably three and a half years. I mean, think about it, Bob, like 10 billion people are going to be accusing. That's going to take some time. Um, I don't know how we're going to get through that in three and a half years, but Ooh. apparently we are. So, or, unless, or maybe it's longer. I don't know. It could be four years, five years, whatever. We know it's Paul not seven. Us. Paul tells yeah. us, don't you know you'll be judging angels? You will judge angels. Yeah. 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 So oh, I'm man. sure that, uh, you know, he's got his minions there with him and uh, we're going to be accusing. It's going to be like, you did this. You did this to me. You know, it's like, no, I overcame that through the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you very much. And then next, you know, I mean, you're going to have 10 billion yeah. people basically say that you tried this, you tried that, and you didn't succeed. You know, it's yeah. time for you to go. Amen. Hey, guys, yeah. I want to take a quick minute. Um, I want to um, take a quick minute, just ask for prayers here right now. We have a gentleman who's going to be joining Feed My Sheep today, kind of doing the same work that you're doing, Michael. But he's uh, he's actually, I've done a video about him. His name is Jason Gaboyan. He's a Jew. And he's in prison right now. He's like 37, 38 years old, something like that. He's been in prison now for like 16 years. And he got basically thrown in prison for defending himself. Okay. He had to defend himself. And the guy was trying to kill him. He ended up killing the guy instead. <laughs> you know, trying to defend himself. But he's just because he's a Jew. They, he's been through some really hard times, mm. and it just so happens, I just want to mention the fact that corporate Israel was attacked, all right, this past uh, Saturday, okay? Well, it turns out he saw the biggest attack of his life just a few days before that attack, and basically, he was almost killed in prison. People, he was basically robbed at knife point, so he's in a really tough prison, but here's the thing. The Lord is showing us right now that he's going to do an incredible work for feeding my sheep today. He's going to be huge here in the States, and then he's going to, the Lord showed me his ministry will go to Israel. Okay. And mm-hmm. we're looking forward to getting into Israel and having something big happen in Israel. But here's the thing I'm asking you guys right now, an audience, real fast. Please pray for him right now because things are beginning to happen for him where he can get out of prison. The favor of the Lord is upon him now. And I think yeah. the Lord needs him out of prison now in order to do the work that he needs to do. So I just ask you right now, just agree with me, Jesus name that God gives him ultimate favor to set him free from that prison right now, that the favor of the Lord will fall upon him. The same favor that Paul, fell upon Paul and Silas and Peter as well. May Lord, we ask in Jesus' name, collectively, all of us right now in Jesus' name, we ask for that favor of the Lord to fall upon Jason Gaboyan right now in Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name we ask and we pray. Mm-hmm. Be done right now. All of us say amen. 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 Yeah, I'm in, I'm, I talk to him every Thursday. 
So okay. um talking to him a lot. So I'm not getting into all that right now. I know we've got some more questions is, here. So so he's in the United States then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Where where is he? Do you can you say what state he belongs Indy, to? He's himself? actually pretty close to you, Michael. Is he really? He's in uh oh, he's in man. Indiana. He's in uh I can't remember the it's southern Indiana is where he's at right now. Man, that if he gets out, we gotta we gotta meet oh, yeah. up. That's, you this, know, that, that's this gonna be so awesome. That. You're, yeah. So you know that story reminded me of a man that I met. Oh, back in May, I was at a, an event, and he shared his story how he was put in prison for murder, and then when he was like in his sixties or so, he was released. So mm. it happens. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Self defense, mm-hmm. protecting yeah. him and his girlfriend. It feels like, uh, you know, it reminds me of reminds me of that movie Conair of Nicolas Cage defending mm-hmm. him and his wife. Yeah. And got thrown in prison for it. Wow. You know? So it's just, and it's just going through a really hard time. His father, his father, Jim Gaboy, is actually my boss at the Mills. Okay. He's not at the Mills no more, but he was my boss over there for a while. That's how I met him. Okay. Great man of God, incredible man of God. So, yeah, thank you all so much for those prayers. Greatly, but Amen. please keep praying for him. Yeah, yeah. if he, uh, if you send me, maybe if he, you know, talk to him, maybe I can, uh, if he can have visitors, I don't know. You know, that'd be really awesome if he's in southern Indiana to go visit. Absolutely. So, yeah, that'd be awesome, because I know it can be encouraging to, to see a, a, a friendly face, a brother in Christ when you're in, in situations like that. So, yeah, I'd definitely be open to that. That'd be so cool. Got a good question here from J.D. Edwards. It says, are tribulation saints sealed with the Holy Spirit since they can lose their salvation by taking the mark? You know, I believe that they are not sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Bible, only people that get sealed are the 144,000. Where the Bible mm-hmm. talks, it actually uses the word sealed. Okay. But then are those, then there'll be those who will, like I said before, you exist in the tribulation. It's going to be dangerous for you to do the Lord's work. You will put yourself out there. You'll take a risk of being martyred because of it. But hopefully you won't be martyred. But if you are, you will receive a reward. So the Holy Spirit will be upon you. Okay. Just like it used to be before the age of grace. Okay. So the Holy Spirit will be upon you. Mm-hmm. And how how that all works in the end, if you die, you know, the Lord, I, the Lord has that figured out, you know. <laughs> but I don't believe, because uh, you can't lose your salvation. If you take the mark of the beast, you you know, and the Bible says, Jesus said that there'll be those that said, you did mighty, didn't we do mighty works in your name? Well, when, when did we see you do this and that? When did we see you be gone from me? I never knew you, but I did mighty works. What's going on here? So it's so, uh, so the Holy Spirit, I think will be upon people. Well, I mean, what do you guys think? I agree. Yeah, actually, Bob. Yeah. I do believe it's kind of going yeah. back to yeah. prior to the age of grace before yeah. the Holy Spirit was given, and it's upon them, not yeah. in them. But um, you know, I can't really prove it specifically. However, mm-hmm. it does appear that way. And, um, you know, it, it, there's a whole bunch of sealing going on, and there's specific groups, 144,000. You have the two witnesses. Um, you know, they have their specific uh, assignments during that period. So the body of Christ, the church age, is over for the most part. We're going back to uh, where that question was before. Are these people going to be martyred? Are are there going to be any tribulation saints? And I have to say, well, 
it's going to be very few because we went back to Revelation 13, I think I believe it's 13, 7, where it says, you know, he has been given power. The Antichrist has been given power to overcome the saints. It's going to be a supernatural time where he does, he is given that power to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there going to be some saints that are going to be able to be there? Yes. When, when Jesus returns, I do believe that that is the case. Now, my question is, here's my question to you, because this thought just came to me recently, folks, and you can disagree with me on that, that this, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But keep in mind, it may not just be the Jews that head in to, uh, to that resting place, to the wilderness, because remember, there may be believers as well who will follow yeah. them at that time as well in Jerusalem or heading yeah. to the, the hills of Judea. The Judean hills, going where to Petra in Jordan, right? Yeah. So there are going to be other tribulation saints in that area too. I don't know how many, but don't forget those people are going to be yeah. uh, protected in the wilderness during that period yeah. as well. Don't forget about that. Now yeah, that just dude. this thought just came to me just just the last couple of weeks. Makes That's sense. That's so awesome, Greg. I'm so happy you share that, brother. And um, I've actually came across the same train of thought too about it. And I think there's some patterns to be seen in the Old Testament about it. But uh, mm-hmm. really cool, uh, really cool. I'm happy you share that. Mm-hmm. Here's a question here from B three five seven. Question, please explain the seven years of burning weapons. We are running out of time. Well, I got two explanations. One, they burn weapons after seven years. First seven years yeah. of uh after the uh, first seven years of the millennial reign, they burn the weapons and cleanse the land. Okay, they so the Bible doesn't say they burn burn weapons for seven years and the Antichrist calls them to stop burning weapons. They burn the Bible says you burn weapons for seven years, you know. I'm going with that. That that's basically my answer. It'll be the first seven years of the millennial reign is when they're going to. Now, some people said it's going to be uh, they're going to be burning the weapons during the seven year tribulation. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. That's that is a seven year tribulation, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, why burning weapons when you're going to be needing them? <laughs> you know, I wonder what do you guys think? I've heard that in connection with um, like nuclear type weapons that they would be burning during, you know, and that it would be something um, brought into existence from the Ezekiel 38 war. I know there are different opinions about when Mm -hmm. that actually will start. You know, there's different thoughts on that, but if it happens, you know, at the beginning of the tribulation, then you would have the seven years that the weapons could be burned. Hmm. Yeah, that could be. That could be very much it. I could see that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And here's one from here. Uh, I say, where does the Bible say that we get our tribulation? <laughs> I already have tribulation. Mm-hmm. That's two different, <laughs> <laughs> two different things. Two different things. Everyday yeah. tribulation is one thing, and the tribulation is the seven years. Yeah, I, I, I commented to that person in chat and said, you won't have tribulations anymore when you get raptured or you're resurrected. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll have tribulations all the time. And if you're not experiencing tribulations, then you're probably not doing enough. <laughs> so right. 
take it as a badge of honor when you get that. That is exactly what you should be experiencing because the world hated him first. They hate us now. So if you're out there and you're professing your love for Christ and and preaching the gospel, they're going to hate you and you're going to get tribulations. The, the tribulation, though, the period of time, which is referred to as the tribulation, normally parallels Daniel's 70th week, the time of Jacob's trouble, the final week of Daniel, which that is a that is a set time frame. That is uh, exactly when all those calamities, as you read about in, in Revelation, occur. That's a totally different thing than like John said, for, you know, from yeah. what we experience now. Right. And, uh, and to answer your question, John, uh, you have actually, I'll give you three verses where it says in the Bible that we get out of tribulation. You got Romans 5, 9, 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, and 1 uh, uh, Thessalonians 1, 10. And Romans 5, 9 says, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. And First Thessalonians five nine says, "For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ." And First Thessalonians one ten, and to wait for His Son from heaven, which whom raised the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. So the three verses right there, right away, that says we don't stay here for the tribulation. Okay, right, Bob. Joe Mama is asking a thousand times in chat. We ha- we've got to. I mean, it's driving me up the wall. We've <laughs> got to answer the question. Um, What's that? Can you give your opinion on Planet X? Heavenly bodies shaken. Oh yeah, right here. So my pl- my opinion on Planet X. Well, you know what this this thing has just been shrouded in mystery. You got people who say they've seen it. You got scientists said that doesn't exist. It's still a theory, okay? And, of course, you know, then we have a lot of research that said this thing comes around every time there's a calamity on the Earth, like the flood, the uh, um, days of Lot, it was here, and stuff like that. I believe it's out there somewhere. I do. It's probably out there somewhere. It's called Twitter now. Yeah. But here's the thing. You got everything being called X now. You got... (laughs) Twitter being called X. Mm. Yeah. Everything's getting called X. Everything can switch to the name X now. And now you got planet X. Okay. You know, we're just not going to know what this whole thing's all about until I don't know if it does truly exist, you know, but it's like, you know, you know what, Kevin, it's like looking for the antichrist. It just, it's like sitting on a rocking chair, gives you something to do. doesn't get you anywhere. I mean, if you really did, if you really did find it, would anybody believe you? It's like, I mean, you know, I just, right, right, right. I mean, it's like that Planet X thing is almost like you got to see it to believe it kind of thing. I mean, granted, I mean, at least for us, we're blessed because, you know, we believe in something that we haven't seen. Um, Although the evidence is out there, uh, we see the evidence every day of things, but the evidence of things not seen. See, right? That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's what faith's all about. But, why have faith in Planet X? I mean, it's not, it, there's no salvation in that. So I just, no. you know, whether or not it exists or not, it, there's all kinds of theories, right? I mean, it's it, everybody's got to be there. And some people dedicate their whole lives into trying to figure it out. We've mm-hmm. actually had people on here that have done that um, the, and, and continue to do that. The Very riveting, is, well, too. 
Well, yeah, and the question is, though, is to, to what game? To what game? I, I, I just I, I really don't spend a lot of time thinking about Planet X. There's a lot of data that shows that there is something out there that is affecting, especially the outer planets, in ways that we cannot explain, or scientists or we cannot explain. The que- is that a planetary body like Planet, planet X? Is it, Sure. Could God use a gigantic planet to come through our system to wreak havoc on, havoc on the Earth? You bet your bottom dollar. He, <laughs> he can do whatever he yeah. wishes he could in order to exactly. do what he wills. So absolutely, it's a possibility. I, when, so when someone says Planet X can't exist, that's when I'm like, okay, were you there when Orion was created exactly <laughs> were you there yeah. when the pleiades were created no i didn't think so so you can't say it doesn't exist the question is though is really how important is it for our daily lives no, it's not. Really yeah, yeah it's when i not think it, if god needs it for a big baboon he will use it for yeah. a big baboon if it and, and, and just pray <laughs> that you're worthy to escape that thing yeah That's it. And, and something interesting about x though just to kind of bring up um it's uh you got i have it shared on the screen i'm not sure if you see that, Greg, but at the Tav, right? Um, it's a, it's a, could be a mark, a sign, or a covenant, right? The old yep. paleo or the ancient pictograph was an X. So something also kind of interesting because we know that we have uh, the covenant with death that's coming, right? We have the mm-hmm. mark of the beast, and we have um, the signs that are happening and uh, the little this is like a little hebrew course thing that i i have a bunch of these little things say but i thought it was interesting because it says the top is a picture of two cross sticks the sticks were placed to show a person that they had arrived at a special place like kind of yeah. maybe like we're arriving now at a special time in yeah. in the timeline of things the sticks were used as a reminder of an agreement between two people you know well, and i think it's kind of interesting yeah love the stuff you bring it's, out you goodie bag here it, it's kind of interesting you know, something to think about, kind of where we're at, and uh, the enemy knows where we're at, and he has his covenant of death, and we have our covenant of life with Jesus, and we're all arriving at that special place. So, hey, just something to toss around in the mind. X, X I want to add mm-hmm. one more thing about planets because there's a lot of people in the chat going, men's hearts failing for fear is what's coming on. I was actually Joe again. Men's hearts failing for fear of what's coming on the earth, uh, you know, and other people saying, oh, well, what about, you know, Wormwood and this and that? Listen, if you're around for that period of time, that late into it, you've got, big, you got much bigger problems <laughs> um, that are going on. I mean, that, that, is, that is not destined for us, okay? Uh, so I just, I, I don't understand really the obsession with it. I understand, like, that it's crazy because to see, like, a gigantic planet coming I mean, I, saw, I had a dream once. I told everybody here that I had that dream is very similar to Greg's. It's it's a freaky thing to see. It's 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 unsettling to be sure. Um, and during that period of time, it's going to be even more calamitous. So yeah, men's hearts failings for fear of what's coming upon the earth uh, could be a number of things. But I tell you this: that if it's Planet X at that point. There's all kinds of calamity going on already. I mean, you've got you've got blood turning, uh, got rivers turning to blood. You got the ocean turning into blood. That trees burning up. It's it's not a good sight. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's all part of just um, you know whether or not Planet X is part of that. We don't really know right now. 
but I, I wouldn't say to linger on it too much at all. I just don't, I don't yeah. see it being profitable. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I thought we could uh, close out here with this one right here. Uh, I've seen this here. Um, there's something, another comment was about Brandon said, Bob, I, there's a brother here that needs help. Name's Brandon. Can you help him? And the, for the other message I saw, I can't find it now, but basically he's just like at the point of just giving up. I don't know what that means. I think I do know what that means, and I hope it's not what I think it means. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what I'd like to do, if it'll be okay with you guys, to uh, pray this out for Brandon and everybody here tonight. What do you guys think about that? Unless you guys have something else you want to say, then we can finish off with this. Final thoughts or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. No? Okay, let yeah. me uh pray for Brandon here then. Anybody else has a prayer on the heart? Please just go ahead and follow right after me. So Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us all here together for this wonderful gathering and uptime tonight. And thank you for all the years of blessings that uptime has given me and the panelists and especially all those who've been listening to uptime. And we just pray now in Jesus' name, Father, now that you will touch every single person listening tonight and every person who will listen to this recorded later and every single issue that they're dealing with right now, whether it be a physical issue or spiritual issues. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you touch every single person listening right now and especially Brandon here and what he's dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. So all physical issues with our body and all spiritual mental issues we're dealing with, touch these things now, Heavenly Father. Heal us in both capacities, physically and spiritually. And now, Father, we just pray that that will be done in Jesus' name right now, healing right now, both capacities healed right now in Jesus' name for all of us and everybody listening. And, Father, we pray now also for encouragement right now in these dark hours. Please give everybody the encouragement that they need right now. For all these things that we see coming upon the earth, our hearts won't fail for these things that we see coming upon the earth. While people will be, their hearts will be failing all around us, our hearts won't fail. And we will be able to encourage everybody with your word and with your promise of the rapture, resurrection, and your soon return. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Anybody else want to anything you want to say? Or are we that good? I think my final thought that I just want to say again is that th- there are many people in this world that need to change their mind. Mm. And Amen. they need to change their mind immediately which is basically coming to repentance and accepting Christ. That That is, I mean, if you can't see that this world is passing away, then your eyes are shut. This world is passing away and it is the whole creation is groaning. We can see it happening right before our very eyes. There is no better time than right now to change your mind, change your ways, and accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. That's so awesome. Well, thanks everyone for coming and joining us here tonight. Thank you, Emily, Amen. for, for coming Thank and joining you. us once again. It's such a blessing to have you on here. You guys, without you, you know, 
it'd still be fun <laughs> iron sharpening iron but this just really expands the experience the assembly the ecclesia we can all be together in this great assembly and praise the lord jesus christ our savior and our king of kings and lord of lords it's just such a blessing so thank you thank you for spending your time because your time is precious and it's valuable and i understand that and the time that we have now is so short each moment counts extra 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 so again thank you so much for being here tonight i love you all until next time hopefully we will be with the lord but you know if we're still here right next time we'll be there all right love you guys Bye. 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 Bye.